0: I'm Rachel Hansen.
1: And I'm Candace Lim, and you're listening to ICYMI. In case you missed it.
0: Slate's podcast
1: about internet culture.
0: And after the longest week of my life, Candace is back. Hello, Candace. How are you? How is your investigation going? <laughs>
1: Well, first off, hello. Second off, I mean, according to this podcast, I was in Columbus, Ohio, investigating the shelves of Bath and Body Works. Sad to report, uh, did not find Country Apple hand soap. But Rachel, did you know that they're actually going to start doing laundry now? Like you might be seeing
0: like Country Apple laundry detergent
1: in your near future. Oh,
0: my God. Honestly, this is such a smart pivot from them. I'm going to ask you about that later. We're going to talk about the laundry (laughs) detergent because that's the age that we're at right now. But, you know, before we do that, I just need to give a little teaser. We're going to have a super special guest for this super special episode. But before that, Candice has something spicy to share
2: with us.
1: Okay, so while I was away, I fell down this internet rabbit hole. It was a Reddit thread where someone asked, What's your favorite out of pocket fan fiction ship? And I just really had to share this one with you because it blew my mind. So I am going to play a game. I'm going to read a passage from said fan fiction. And I would like you to fill in the blanks of whom you think this is being written about. And I'm going to call them person A, person B, okay?
0: Wow. This is a game that should have existed a long time ago. Please tell me.
1: (laughs) All right. Here's the passage. Um, Person A cried. Their relationship may have ended, but the truth and the love that they shared with each other was undeniable. It pained him deep in his soul to see Person B, to see the man he had thought was his fated partner, deny <laughs> even knowing him. And seen. Okay, so far, any guesses? Do you want some hints?
0: Ooh. Uh, okay, guesses I mean, I'm always gonna go Well, it's not unexpected pairing I was gonna say Supernatural That's just what everyone guesses (laughs) Okay, yeah, I like a hint
1: Okay, so I'm gonna start with Person B Because Person B, I think, is someone you can definitely get off the bat So Person B, first guess Person B, first hint They were in a boy band Okay They are British Okay They have one album of the year Candace, um,
0: <laughs> I think I know the pairing you're going to tell me about. I'm going to be honest. Okay, with start with person B. Start with person B. Person B or person A? Person Start B. with okay. person B. Person B is obviously Harry Styles, and I... <laughs> I'm really excited for you to inform our listeners of this ship. This is one of my favorite things on the internet. Okay, good, good, Person good,
1: good, good. A, give me hint. <laughs> G- okay,
0: give the so a hint. Okay, so Person A
1: for those playing at home. Okay, mm-hmm. Person A. Oh, by the way, she was right. It is hair sales. Okay, Person <laughs> A is American, claims they listen to Mitski, and is currently married with two kids. Okay, Rachel, buzzin' buzzin', who do you think
0: it is? Okay, American, Mitsuki listener, married with two kids. Um, ooh, man or woman? Can I have another hint? Man, both are mans. Okay, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> both are mans. <laughs> both the mans, well, yeah. Both mans, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna guess James McAvoy, who I think does have two children
1: might have two children also maybe not american but that's okay rachel that's okay though because i don't know how he would have guessed that person a is former president barack obama that is right this fan fiction was about (laughs) president barack obama and harry styles okay rachel talk to me what do you think i love
0: the obama fan. there you go there you go there you go. How do you know about Obama? Because I didn't know about this. Um. So I feel like I've said this on the show. I was a former, like, One Direction fan, And the thing about the One Direction fandom is that you make it onto the weird side of the fandom where mm-hmm. there's just, like, a lot of... <laughs> in jokes that people reference and i don't know where obama began but i am very well aware of the fact that for some reason people ship harry styles and barack obama there are literal like edits made about this (laughs) and it's so funny it's the funniest thing in the world (laughs) yeah it is and
1: it killed me in, like, a good way when I found out Mm -hmm. about this during my time off. Just, like, bonus round for everyone here. When do you think this fanfic was published, by the way?
0: Ooh! Okay, this is actually an answer that I don't think I know. I mean, I feel like the height of Obama was before the 2016 election, so I'm gonna guess, like, 2015? 2014? That feels, like, around the height of One Direction and the height of Obama.
1: (laughs) Mm-hmm, mm-hmm that's a very good guess um this fan fiction was published in September 2023 <gasps> September 2023 like this month which is oh my god just so fascinating okay let me give you my (laughs) thoughts on it let me give you my thoughts on obama first off (laughs) second second (laughs) i think what's funny is that like these are two people that i just have never really pictured in the same room together so Uh to me it's very like a cat on top of a hippo becoming friends video that's how i see it yeah but i bring up the whole like timing of this because i just love that someone this month they really woke up and they said to themselves where is obama where is the (laughs) content i must put it into the world and that person pushed publish and i want to be clear i'm not making fun of them because what it is is that i respect their creativity to go there Mm -hmm. because my brain couldn't go there that's what this whole Mm -hmm. thing is about but this pairing Obama. What a time to be alive. I just think I will say, though, kind of the greatest compliment, because Obama has not been in office for at least eight
0: years. Mm -hmm. And this
1: is this is proving that he is not only a presidential icon, he is cultural.
0: Okay. Oh, Oh, listen, I don't agree with Obama on a lot of things, but we cannot deny the fact that that man is aging like wine, like, I know. like fine wine specifically. Like once it got out of that tan suit mm-hmm. into some well-fitting denim, I was like, okay, Michelle, I see you. <laughs> uh, I love Obama. Obama, I just, I, the thing is, I don't even think the two of them have been in a room together. That we know of, of course, that we know of. So you're right. You're right. You're right. Who knows what's happening in the shadows? But (laughs) it's actually really funny that you're bringing up this unexpected fanfic pairing to the table, unexpected by a normal person, expected by me, I Mm guess, pretty early on. But (laughs) I have been taking a trip recently into an unexpected fandom as well. (gasps) Oh, my God. Do tell. All right. So back around, I would say the beginning of August, maybe like middle of July, I started getting served these really funny videos on TikTok about a TV show. But it wasn't a new one, which is usually what I see. And it wasn't The Good Doctor either, which is for some reason very popular on TikTok. No, this was a show that stopped airing all the way back in 2019. Stop me if you've heard of a little program called Suits. Oh, my God. You mean Meghan Markle Suits. I mean Meghan Markle Suits. I do mean Meghan Markle Seuss, the long-running USA Network legal procedural drama that aired from 2011 through 2019. Some might say also the height of Obama's powers. Who could say? (laughs) Certainly not me. Anyway, in 2023, people are making videos about this show that ended four years ago. Here's one where people are acting out a day at the offices of Pearson Hardman.
1: Harvey, you might think that ship has sailed, but that anchor is still in the sand. You know what, Jessica? Maybe it's time we stop focusing on the ship and start focusing on the captain.
0: Or here's a video offering commentary on a top 10 suits moment when main character, Harvey Specter, punches a guy in a bathroom stall. This is what I'm looking for. I don't want no street hood, nigga. I want this. Thwack! (laughs) Thwack! Kazam! Thwack again! Or this one explaining what happened to the Suits cast after the show wrapped.
1: What happened to the actors of Suits? You loved them on the hit series. But since the series ended four years ago, what have they been up to? We start with Meghan Markle, a.k.a. Rachel Zane. Everyone now knows her for her relationship with Prince Harry.
0: Or even this clip, which overlapped with a recent internet sensation
2: what's playing on that thing uh audiobook follow the roman empire
0: oh my gosh okay and also are all of these from this year all these are from the last three months, as you can tell oh. by the fact that they're referencing that super viral story about men thinking about the Roman Empire. And the thing is, TikTok isn't the only place where Suits is enjoying a resurgence. The show is currently streaming on both Netflix and Peacock, and over the summer, it broke several Nielsen viewing records. On August 10th, Deadline reported that Suits tallied more than 128 billion minutes viewed between Netflix and Peacock in the previous four weeks. And that Nielsen reported that the show hadn't even reached its peak viewership because most of those 12.8 billion minutes were concentrated in the early seasons. So people aren't even Mm. all the way through their watch. It is like an unprecedented rise of a show that is done airing and the fandom has obviously enjoyed a corresponding rise since March. Almost 20,000 people have joined the Suits subreddit, most of them people who have just started watching the show for the first time, including me. Oh,
1: wow! Okay, so Rachel, you are officially declaring on the pod today that you have joined Suits
0: Hive. I did, I have, I'm in the Hive. I had COVID back in July and as people who have had COVID know, the brain frog is real. And I needed something relatively entertaining and not complicated. And I am very susceptible to hype. So seeing that everyone else is watching it made me want to be involved. Famously, I binged all of the succession because I felt left out. <laughs> so I started watching Suits. Um, but you've also watched Suits before.
1: Yeah, I have to admit that the TikToks also got me. And so I started watching Suits the week it hit Netflix. So in a way, it kind of looks like we are the
0: Harvey Specter and Mike Ross of Slate. Hmm. Oh, my God. Which one of us doesn't have the law degree? Can it be me? (laughs) Importantly, neither of us have a degree in suits, but we are both interested in the show and perhaps more importantly for this show, why exactly it's enjoying such a meteoric resurgence again four years after it finished airing. We both have some theories as to why, but we also have a special guest who has some theories as to why, and we will be diving into those theories with our guest after a short break.
1: Hey, listeners, hope you're enjoying today's show. If this is your first time listening, then welcome. We're thrilled to have you here. In case you missed it, our show comes out twice a week on Wednesdays and Saturdays. So make sure you never miss an episode like this past Saturdays on Algo Speak. Rachel talked to two very, very, very smart people. And if you want to find out what La Dollar Bean means, you should probably check it out. And we're back with ICYMI's very own senior supervising producer, Daisy Rosario.
2: Hello Daisy. Oh, hey guys. Did somebody mention suits? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> we, we did. did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So
1: the reason we're gathered here today is because for the past few months, I would say our entire team has been flooded with Suits content. I have to admit that of the three of us, I might be the least suited up about the topic, but I want to get everyone's take. So Daisy and Rachel, you're going to help me dissect the 2023 resurgence of Suits, the Meghan Markle of it all, and how weirdly it might be the one thing bringing us all together. So... Let's start with the show itself. Daisy, please
2: tell me, I am begging you. What the hell is Suits about? (laughs) I love that question um, because all I want to do is talk about Suits. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, Suits comes from a long lineage of USA shows about kind of like mismatched pairings or different people that and then they go help people. So uh, the Suits version of this, not to be confused with burn notice or... White Collar or um, that show where the guy was, like, a private doctor that traveled around the Hamptons. Um, Suits (laughs) is about two lawyers. One is an actual lawyer named Harvey Specter. And the other one is a guy who has passed the bar and has been taking, like, the bar and other tests for lawyers and potential lawyers because some stuff happened in his life and he didn't get to really pursue his dream of becoming a lawyer. And then these things all kind of like reach ahead in this particular moment, which happens to be when Harvey Specter is looking for his new associate at the law firm. And Mike Ross, the character, like literally like stumbles in and manages to impress Harvey. And then Harvey decides to put, I guess, everything on the line to hire a guy who didn't actually go to law school and doesn't actually have a law degree to be a lawyer. And then it follows their kind of trials and tribulations. Oh, I made a pun by accident as they (laughs) try to do business. And it's like, Mike Ross is supposed to be, like, a super genius who can remember everything that he's ever read, ever, and Harvey is, like, a super hot charismatic guy is kind of all they really ever explain. (laughs) And, yeah, we go watch them, you know, on their little adventures, and they try to help some people who might need help, and, you know, we get to know all the wacky characters at their law firm, the name of which changes constantly so I'm not even gonna (laughs) name the law firm right now because that'll like make you think of a particular season if you watch Suits like it'll just make you be like oh she's talking about this season
0: (laughs) no it's Mm -hmm. so true I literally asked right before this recording what is the name of this law firm by the time the show ends because it goes through so (laughs) many different iterations
2: (laughs) yes I'm not gonna get into that part because I guess technically it's a spoiler but yeah so it was you know it's like an ensemble show but led by these two guys who have you know, kind of a fun dynamic between them. It's built around that. And then us getting to know, you know, all the different people in this law firm. There's a villain, uh, a guy named Louis Litt, who, Mm, you know, he also is a partner at the law firm. Louis is kind of like technically the in-house villain. And then of course there's, you know, lots of opportunities for like bad guy characters or villain characters in the different cases that they're dealing with. Any other characters we should know? I mean, the glorious, incredible, beautiful, statuesque, Unbelievable, not given enough. I think flowers and love in general. Gina Torres yeah. plays Jessica Pearson. She's the managing partner of the law firm when the show begins. So she's the person who like gave Harvey his shot, and now Harvey is like given Mike his shot. And then, of course, you know Meghan Markle. I mean. <laughs> Meghan Markle was in it. She plays a character named Rachel Zane. Rachel is a main character on the show for most of the show. And yeah, she's got a whole thing with Mike. They're like flirty from jump. I guess, again, I'm trying to be mindful of the fact that like, maybe some people listening to this are on like season two or something. So I'm just not gonna say too much about like where they go. But yeah, and then there's Meghan Markle. And Meghan, you know, is a brilliant researcher, paralegal, a paralegal with her own office, mind you, because that's what level of a good paralegal she is. But she can't pass tests. Mm-hmm. She has a problem with She's taking like tests. She's like test anxiety, maybe. She has test anxiety. So um, let's see how that comes into play with uh, this guy, Mike, who uh, used to take <gasps> tests for people. Uh-huh. <laughs> the drama!
0: Yeah, exactly. Everything that Daisy has laid out is all established within the first two episodes of this show (laughs) yeah pretty much (laughs) the stakes of this show are so obvious from the beginning and the thing is there are nine seasons 134 episodes and you already know what the show is about in the first two episodes and i'm obsessed with it i love it put yeah what the show is on the tin and then serve me what is in the tin every single episode (laughs) for 134 (laughs) episodes straight
2: And yeah, I mean, I know I mentioned some other USA shows, but the show was created by Aaron Korsh for USA, which, you know, as I mentioned earlier, there were at the time a lot of other shows on USA that were really playing into this whole like, guy pretending to be somebody else like white collar. I think I forgot psych earlier psych is a big one. And the show is like, honestly, pretty well received at the time. To be honest, like I mean, it's 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. People really praised the casting chemistry. Here's a quote from the AV club. Carrie Reisler wrote, suits has more internal forward momentum than almost anything else on television right now. And when it's on like it mostly is here, it just cooks. I agree. <laughs> I agree with you, Carrie.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, that's a very good primer for this show. And something I definitely have been thinking about is the fact that Suits is a USA Network show. That's mm-hmm. an NBC Universal Comcast-owned channel. So the show has been available to stream on like Peacock for a while. But yeah. it was kind of June 17th when things kind of changed because that's when it hit Netflix. And I feel like since then, it's kind of just hit a new register, you know, for like the past 10 weeks and going Suits has apparently been the most streamed title on Nielsen's weekly ratings. And so I'm just curious, do you guys have any theories about why Suits has become like the number one streamed show of this summer?
0: I have a few. I think one Summer COVID surge, baby. Yeah, a lot of us was were real. sick for about a week at a time. And there's a very specific type of show you want to watch when you have COVID, and it is Suits or is Law and Order Criminal intent Phenomenal. If anybody watches Ooh. that. Oh, uh, Vincent DiNaprio. Yes. Anyway, so. Doing
2: crazy angles. <laughs> Love <of> Suits.
0: <laughs> so Suits hits that perfect register of, again, not super complicated, but engaging. I also think part of it is that this summer was a summer of strikes. This was the summer of the WGAE writer strike and the SAG-AFTRA after After strike. And Suits kind of perfectly encapsulates why both of these groups were striking. So despite the fact that Suits is breaking crazy records right now on Nielsen, Mm -hmm. most of the people involved in these shows are not getting anything from that. I would bet a significant amount of money that the actors in suits got more residuals from how often this show aired on the USA Network on cable than they did from how many people are streaming the show right now, even though the amount of views from streaming is so much higher than what it would have been on cable network. And that I think it's just really striking to a lot of people. That was an unintentional pun as well. Oh my God,
2: I know. It's accidental pun day, guys. Let's lean in. (laughs) Let's lean in.
0: (laughs) But I think people are watching it because on some level, we're recognizing, oh, this is why people are striking, but also realizing that these shows just don't exist anymore. And that is also part of why people are striking. Because this kind of episodic television that was staffed by a full writer's room and was just a perfect formula that existed for a really long time that got completely fucked up by streaming is still a model that exists that no one wants to do anymore. And I think that so many of the actors and the writers are like, hey, what if this
2: existed again? And everyone watching is Mm -hmm. like, hey, what if this existed again? yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with everything that Rachel said. I mean, I think, Candace, that somehow in the Lord's year 2023, like when it comes down to it, like Suits is everything. And everything is Suits. Mm. Like, that's just where my, that's where I am. And I'm part of that. I mean, by like, exactly what Rachel was just talking about, in terms of like the strike and all of this stuff. But it's like, even before I started watching Suits, like, I can't tell you how many times, like different actors from Suits, most particularly, the actor who plays Louis Litt, was like, popping up on my phone on like, (sighs) have you heard of this game Royal Match? And it's like, (laughs) I can't help but notice that all of these people are doing these royal match ads. And then you tell me it's the most streamed show. And then you tell me everybody's on strike. And I'm like, damn, man, these people didn't like go to Juilliard and all this stuff to do like a royal match ad. But, you know, you get my point. Like, it is all of those things. But I think it also is like, it's like the nostalgia for the recent past. I think the Mm -hmm. show itself feels very like 2016 and beyond, like we didn't quite cross into that world, even though like later seasons of the show actually do happen there. You know, they're like in a fictional version of New York where they're like shooting in Toronto and probably doing like two days of random New York exteriors, like mm-hmm. once a season. Um, so it's also like a cleaner, shinier version of even the place that it is. Gabriel mocked as Harvey Specter is like, you know, literally the show is called suits obviously, but like, you know, he's giving like Don Draper, mad men level handsome in a suit man Mm -hmm. stuff that again wasn't that a nicer time when we were just like looking at good looking people and good outfits and being like ah, yes hot more of that please then it's like you have all of these people that you know if you start watching it you're like I've been hearing so much about Meghan Markle both good and bad over the last many years and then I think earlier this year we all experienced like Harry's book tour (laughs) like Prince Harry's book tour was its own thing and it you know definitely brought up a lot of emotions for people around obviously Harry himself and the monarchy but also suits and like Megan and so it's like I think a lot of people are after the fact watching the thing that she was best known for until Harry and are going like oh Okay, you know, so it's just, it's just like everything is suits right now and suits is everything. I feel like I could go anywhere and if you just gave, gave me a topic, like there was that guy who used to be able to, you know, connect everyone to Kevin Bacon within like right. six people. Like it really started with like a dude who did that and it became like a thing. Um, I feel like I could do that with suits, but like anything in the world. And
0: we're gonna keep connecting things to suits, but first we're gonna take a short break Afterwards, we're gonna litigate. Uh, Why a show about lawyers is serving up Uh, a platter of nostalgia and internet fandom. All that and more after the break.
1: And we're back. Okay, so a question I genuinely did wanna ask everyone here. Mm-hmm. What is your connection to Suits? Like, just personally, mm. why do you like it so much? And also, guys, is Suits
2: actually a good show? Wow. Yes. Big topics, Candace. <laughs> Big topics. <laughs> so I was always interested in watching it because my friend Lamar would tell me about it often. But also, I just do want to celebrate literally anything that Gina Torres does. Sure. <laughs> like, The fact that I hadn't watched it sooner is actually probably a sin. Um, But Rachel was right. I also had COVID this summer and I had it twice this year. And after suffering through it for a month earlier in the year, when it hit this time, I remember I literally came home from the urgent care with my Paxlovid, Like, like with my water, like hydration and all this stuff. And I set everything up and I went, all right, well, It's time for Suits and like (laughs) literally hit play on that first episode. I think one, the show has a really solid pilot. Like it really sucks you in. It's like a little mini movie. I mean, Rachel mentioned that like all of these things about these characters are established right away. And this is a show that like it had its rhythm. One of the things with the strikes is like, do shows get enough time anymore to actually like develop their voice? They get canceled really quickly or they want to like find some one genius person who's going to write all the scripts by themselves. But like Suits really feels conversational, fun. You've got the different characters. There's like good stakes that immediately pull you in. But at the same time, like you enjoy also watching these characters banter together and have a good time and all that stuff. And then once you're in it, like you're in it and there's a lot of it, but it is like really nice. I think, especially with how stressful a lot of like the really, probably the best shows of the last many, many years have been, you know, this show's not stressful. Like everyone, I still have not watched Breaking Bad. I watched a little bit of Breaking Bad. And it was when I was in grad school. And it was just too intense to watch every day. Like, it's just a really intense show. Like, Suits is not going to do that to you, right? Like, there are emotional stakes. Like, you get frustrated, angry, worried about people on the show, but not in that, like, I can't look at the screen right now way that some of the best stuff of the last, you know, 10, 12 years could be really intense. Like, you know, so I think the fact that it's like, dramatic but not intense Mm -hmm. is a big part of it, too.
0: I agree with everything that Daisy said. I really want to harp on one fact, which is the chemistry of the cast. Yeah. Yes. Every single person in that cast just sparkles with one another. There is just a way that they interact to such a degree that within the first three episodes of watching the show, I was like, the Mike Ross... Harvey Specter fanfiction has to be extensive because there's <laughs> yeah. no way no yeah. one else noticed this. There's just so much chemistry in that cast. And I just think so many shows don't cast for chemistry anymore no. in a way that is just so annoying because it means that the show is relying entirely on the writing. And when the writers' rooms are getting smaller... That means the writing can't stand up to the scrutiny or to the lack of chemistry in a cast. The thing about a really, really good cast is they can make the most boring episode just really, really fun. Some of the most random episodes of shows are my favorite to return to because they're clearly filler, which you need when you have 16, 22 episodes. But... Mm -hmm. It's where you find out little random stories about each of the characters' backstories. So I love the chemistry of the cast. I think that's really what pulled me in. I just wanted to see how their storylines would progress outside of just the storyline of each episode. And Mm -hmm. I also just love a kind of monster of the week episode. Give Mm -hmm. me a clean finish every single episode. I will keep coming back. It's just good. It's good. It is good. To answer your question, it is good. It's really good. <laughs> the writing, I actually think, is really smart. It can be a bit overridden, but it's overridden yeah. the way the Gilmore Girls can be overridden, where yeah, sometimes people are flexing when flexing does not need to be done.
2: However, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really
0: care that much.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with all of that. I think it is good. And I mean, I think like, kind of understanding and respecting the chemistry and like the dynamics between those characters. And like, just as you were saying that too, Rachel, it just like really made me think about, you know, how often things are shot on a green screen. And like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you could just really tell that these people are like, they're in the room together. yeah. <laughs> and it's not like everything that is made on a green screen, obviously is bad, right? But it does feel like the difference between like, Marvel making the Avengers and marvel making anything that they've made in the last like year and a half right it's like like you were using green screen before but you had these other things that were really connecting threads that were hugely important to like what you were doing and and that is the cast and how they interact with each other their chemistry the characterization all of that and those things are all really present in suits right and so and those things are all really missing from like you know marvel's latest outings (laughs) like they're Mm -hmm. like we're just gonna put a bunch of green screens and people you like together and it's like i don't even feel like those people were ever having a conversation with each other that's Mm -hmm. weird and we can tell even if we can't articulate specifically Mm -hmm. what it is that feels off like those things catch up to us i feel like you guys are pointing
1: out some stuff that totally totally makes sense i mean Also, the fact that the cast really seemed like good friends off screen always helps because you're kind of like, Mm -hmm. it's like I'm hanging out with them on Netflix and they're hanging out off screen. We're all just part of this big family together. And, you know, I will speak very honestly and I will say that the only reason I started watching Suits on Netflix is because of the M-word, Meghan Markle. Mm. Okay, so let's talk about her. Let's talk about how she factors into all this. So. Something that I just can't stop thinking about is the fact that Megan, who plays Rachel Zane in the first two seasons of Suit, she like barely is in five minutes of each episode. She was like number six on the call sheet and spoiler, spoiler, she kind of becomes a bigger character, but... It really shocked me because everyone who's reporting on Suits and it's big, like 2023 resurgence, they always use her photo in the article. (laughs) And to me, that is like using Chris Pratt's photo in every article about Parks and Rec where it's like, no, he's not. (laughs) He's not the guy. So (laughs) I am so curious. What are your takes on the Meghan Markle of it all? And do you think she maybe, maybe passively had something to do with people getting into Suits like in this year?
2: Oh, I think so. I mean, like, you know, Netflix is uh, pretty smart about kind of being like, hey, we've got this show. You guys want to check out this show? And they really make it like the, the big thing when you get on the home screen. And even though I wasn't watching it on Netflix, like so many people were telling me how much like, oh, I log on. And the first thing I see is suits. Mm. I don't think just that placement made them do it. It definitely brought a ton of the engagement. But I think that placement mixed with the curiosity about Mm -hmm. Megan, of like, oh, I don't have anything to watch. This show is right here. I've actually heard good things. Oh, man, there's a strike. Like, hmm, Megan, hmm, might as well check out this thing that she was a part of, like, and maybe it's actually good. Like, I think the combination of the placement, the timing, and her, like, really helped make it the perfect storm that it is right now.
0: I definitely agree. I also think that it, very importantly, the Suits Resurgence happened Just a little bit after the spare Mm
2: -hmm, press cycle
0: because Mm -hmm. the thing about Meghan and the thing about Harry is that they were getting oversaturated. Yes. We all love the story of them fleeing to Tyler Perry's house. We all (laughs) supported them when they were taking down the monarchy. We all felt deep sympathy for the fact that Meghan was basically terrorized every single day of her life for however long she was in
2: that castle. Yeah, those UK tabloids are wild. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Wild. Mm -hmm. And so I really think that, unfortunately, they burned through some of that goodwill because, unfortunately, they were both unemployed for a while. And the thing about unemployed people is that they have too much time on their hands and they say things and they make things that maybe shouldn't have been made or said. And we all saw you know the multi-million dollar Spotify deal, and we were like, oh, oh yeah. we're getting a podcast. Oh, Archwell Productions. Oh, what are we actually doing with all of this time? Oh, why do I feel like you're giving broke, but also you're not broke. What's going on here? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think it's very important that we had a few months of silence from Harry and Megan before suits came on Netflix. And I think this will really help her PR campaign. I'm not going to lie. Mm. I think this is going to ingrain her into a lot of people's minds as doing something besides being Harry's wife. And I think that's actually really good because I yeah. most of us who didn't watch Suits hadn't encountered Meghan Markle in any of the other things that she acted in. And... It's very easy to be like, she's on a network cable television show for a few seasons. Big fucking deal. But also, it is a big fucking deal. This show's great. yeah. So I I think the Meghan Markle curiosity was definitely a part of it. And I think that absence makes the heart grow fonder. And we Mm -hmm. had had just enough (laughs) absence to have some fond curiosity about why Meghan Markle was famous before she was known for being terrorized by the British crown. I do feel more fondly towards Megan than I have in a while.
2: Yeah, and then Megan was, like, at Renaissance. Exactly. right, Dancing, like, a kind of, like, oh, I know I'm being watched dance. Like, she's doing the best she can, you know? And then you get home, and you're, like, more suits. And then the show also has, like, (laughs) such a great, like, you know, expanded cast of characters, right? And, like, Wendell Pierce is playing her dad. And then Wendell Pierce, that means Wendell Pierce is... (laughs) Exactly. And then he's got scenes with Gina Torres, and you're, like, what? This is great. This is satisfying in so many ways. There's also just... Lots of very, very funny ways that weed is talked about on this show. (laughs) And I also think the distance that we have come with the legalization of marijuana makes some of this hilarious. Because they are talking about marijuana like it is unmarked fentanyl. Like (laughs) it is. Yeah, it is just (laughs) the level of conversation about weed in the show is so funny. So it's like, yeah, I really do think it's just it is perfect for it to have blown up in 2023.
0: It seems almost timeless in that way. It's like, okay, you know there are cell phones and you know the internet exists and you that's pretty much it. And Tesla is mentioned once, but (laughs) 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 moments like those are what pull you, like snap you back into the present of just like, oh my God, wow, Tesla, what a different time period that was. What a time. I think it touches on a lot of things that we miss about television. Besides just like the nostalgia for the air it represents, we're nostalgic for when TV used to feel like this. All right, that is the show. We'll be back in your feed on Saturday, so please subscribe. It's the best place to never miss an episode, to never miss what we're watching. Spoiler alert, it suits. Please leave a rating or review on in Apple or Spotify and tell your friends about us. Tell your corporate lawyers about us. You can follow us on Twitter at ICYMI which is also where you can name us your questions like why is everyone watching suits right now? And you can also always drop us a note at slate.com.
1: ICYMI is produced by Sierra Spragley-Ricks, Rachel Hampton, and me, Candace Lim. Daisy Rosario is our senior supervising producer, and Alicia Montgomery is Slate's vice president of
2: audio. See you online or at Pearson, Hardman, Specter, Ross, Lit.